uh, yeah, Tuesday to me, Tuesdays is like the the wackest day of the week. It's like the sophomore year of the weekdays. Like no one can like Mondays is like new and fresh. Like you know what? I'm gonna start this week off right. I'm gonna be productive. We gonna <laughs> no, do no, I'm like no. Going. That's a shame, y'all. Don't, I don't dread Mondays. Like I hate Sunday evenings, but when Monday mornings here, I'm like I'm like I'm always looking at it like it's a fresh new week. Like. I'm ready to start a whole new week. Tuesday, it's like, I didn't already done this. Here I am. Wednesday, it's like, it's least, oh, it's hump day. We almost over the hill. And then by the time Thursday, that's Friday, Junior. I, I like Thursdays. I fuck with Thursdays. So Thursdays are cool. Tuesdays, Tuesdays, I feel like are okay. Because I'm like, now I've gotten through Monday. Like, we can do this. We can make it through the rest of the week. You I'm know, not feeling like that until Wednesday. Left. Huh? I don't feel like that until Wednesday. Well, yeah, that's true. Tuesdays is, to me is like September. No one gives a damn about September. They don't. There's nothing to me. There's nothing special about September because in like most most uh, states, that means summer's basically over by the time September gets there. School starting. Yeah, no. Uh, and then school starting too. And then like around here, if it's not Florida or California, the pools are closing. That's horrible. <laughs> it, it, and I had forgot that it was like that until I left Florida. I was trying to go to the pool after Labor Day, and they're like, it's closed. What are you talking about? No, yeah. like, oh, I forgot I'm not in Florida anymore. So, hey, why do pools close? That's just how it's always been because it gets cold. Like, see, I didn't know that either. I did not know that either. Yeah, because they co- pools close after Labor Day weekend and don't open back up until Memorial Day weekend. Isn't that sad? Mm-hmm. This is a sad life y'all out here living. I mean, even if it's cold, like, shouldn't that be people's own choice if they want to go swimming when it's cold? Correct. Maybe they're just trying to save it for ourselves. Shouldn't it be our own choice if I want to wear a seatbelt or not? Uh, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not going to die from jumping in cold water. Yes, you can, nigga. Depending on how cold it is, you can. People have died from that. Okay, but no one, okay. All if, right. it's, if it's four degrees outside and, like, think about it like this. If I work in a, I like, I mean, when I was in college and I worked for my apartment complex, me and my friend, I had the keys to everything. So me, we would take some girls and go over to the pool area. We would get in the hot tub though, but like we would dare each other, dare you jump in the pool. And it's like 15 degrees outside. We daring each other to jump in the pool and we jump in there too. And like, you get hypothermia like that, bro. Like, then you you get, what? Just get out. I mean, even still, when you get out of that water, and that's where you get, that's where it gets worse. When you get out of the water into the cold weather, that's where you, when you can get sick and when it gets worse, though. I, I guess it never gets that cold in Florida. So I guess that's why we don't have that problem. But it's still annoying. I think I should be able to, if I want to jump in the water, hey, that's on that nigga. We told him not to get in below yeah. 30 degrees, but they still did it. But that's before I left and moved to Florida, I thought it was like that everywhere where pools closed Labor Day weekend and open back in the world. No. <laughs> Low 30 in Florida is unheard of. Same in California. Same. I don't know if it's unheard of. In Tallahassee, every once in a while, it gets below 30. I feel like 30 was like usually the absolute lowest, even in the coldest winters in Tallahassee. It, yeah, it would be like in, in the morning, it would be like 28 degrees. But yeah. then by 11 a.m., it jumps all the way up to 75. That temperature jumps fast as hell. My first two years, like those, like really cold winters, I feel like it might even get up to like fifty. You talking about like the high would be or the low would be? The high. Oh yeah, when I got there that January, I remember it being. I remember it being weird because one day it's in January, one day sixty-two degrees, then the next day is forty-nine, then another day is seventy, then another day is fifty. Like, but it wouldn't really. 
every blue moon it might be below 35 or something every once in a while but not often like you can tell they still wasn't used to it because everybody people would just get in their car and drive and wouldn't defrost their windows and all their windows would be all foggy and i'm like now yeah niggas in florida don't know about the front well lauren's face is looking weird so do you not defrost your windows lauren that's why when there's ice on the road often (laughs) we all know how to drive on ice but I remember, I can't remember who it was that used to work at guest services. She's, uh, it was ice on her window. So she started pouring hot water over the ice and it cracked her windows. You don't do, no, that don't point to your head. Like, yeah, that's smart. No, that's dumb. Genius. Yeah. And then your windows are cracked. No, I know that now. From being in Boston, <laughs> I know that now. From being in Boston, I know that that's not what you do. And also, well, my dad grew up in Chicago, so he just would like, you right. know, you just take the water hose and you just put it on the windshield and have. But it's got to be cold water when you yeah. do that, not hot. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't been told you're not supposed to do that. I would think that's the right thing to do. Same. Hot water with ice, so it makes perfect sense. It makes I'm, sense. I'm a nigga that googles everything, so I would literally Google that. I Google the best toothpaste to get. So. Oh my gosh. Well, see, now I know to just like turn my defroster on and put the windshield wipers on. Yeah, and let it run for about two or three minutes. Yeah, but niggas, if I be on my way to work and niggas just driving, they windows foggy. I'm like, they can't see. <laughs> what are they doing? Look at y'all. Yeah, it makes makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. All right, all right, guys. Welcome to another hour of the Chicken and Liquor Hour. We have two returning guests, uh, L Boogie and uh, Dr. Clark, in the building. Dr. Clark's out here trying to lead all the young brown and black kids to a better future. And we really appreciate you, Dr. Clark. L Boogie's not trying to lead any of our youth. What's <laughs> <She's not laughs> show ain't, fuck them kids. <laughs> no, no. Fuck I am kids. the youth, I feel like. Say what? I feel like I still am the youth. No, no, no. <laughs> nigga, nigga, you're 50. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not 50. You are 56, you ain't the youth no I more. Just, I just became an adult, literally Yo, Boogie, you three ain't months been, ago. There's, okay, there's something in between youth and adult. <laughs> there's something in between there. Nope. <laughs> you, you ain't been a youth since like 2012. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> what year did you uh, go to college, graduate from high school? What year did I graduate from high school? Um, 2015. First of all, you know she getting old because she had to think about what year she graduated from. What year did I graduate from high school? No. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you been you, you keep she been saying that she just became an adult for a long time. You've been an adult for like two years, bro. For like for like a year. For like a year. I feel like 25. You're officially an adult. She just turned 25. Just Damn Corey. So Damn. not even a year. Thank you. No, Six fuck months. that. Lauren. Six months. How long Thank have you. you been how long have you been paying your own rent? That doesn't matter. Okay. How long you been paying <laughs> your own rent? That doesn't matter how long that's been happening. If um, how long how if you've been however long you've been paying your rent, you definitely been an adult if at least you've been paying your own rent. Well, I mean, I've been paying my rent since I was like 19. You a grown ass man, bro. No, he was not. Jacory, <laughs> but that don't count. Jacory like 46. This nigga old as shit. Oh, so. no. Now Jacory really is old. So just for the listeners, I'm actually 27. I'm no way 46. Okay. He's, he's 27 with the soul of a 46-year-old black man from the South. Ja'Cory Ocean, when I first met him, I thought the nigga was 29. Shut up. And I was only 25 at the time, so. <laughs> you thought he was older than you? Yeah, I was like, this nigga, I guess he uh went back to school. That'd be wild as hell, though. You went back and got a part-time job on campus 
and move and got a dorm. Remember, um, Harley? He like lived two full lifetimes and came back. I told Harley was the same age as me. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's dude. He's same age as me. He's, this had to be when I was probably like twenty seven or something, something like that. Uh, yeah, probably about it's probably 2015, 2016 or something. But this dude came, he's same age as me. He came back to school and everything and got an on-campus part-time job and stuff. And when all the students was finding out how old he was, they was all like, What are you like, what are you doing, bro? Why are you I, I was low-key, I was afraid to tell him stuff at work. <laughs> you know, this old ass man gonna snitch, bro. <laughs> he was a uh can y'all hear my email going off? No. no. I'm not afraid to like instruct him on the job, like tell him how to do stuff. And he was a grown ass man too. He was a little aggressive, also. Yeah, yeah. He was an aggressive ass, but he like his background was in like, didn't he work in circuses and all of that for a year, for like six or seven years or something? But he acted like he came from the military. Oh no, he had a very his whole like persona, the way he was aggressive, it was all like he had been in the military for years, and I don't think he was though. I don't think he was, but he moved to he moved to Vegas. He out there in good old Vegas now. Did he finish school? I don't think he did. Him and his girlfriend got in an argument. He said he woke up one morning and she was moving out. Damn. And everybody was like, I don't know if we believe it, because you seem like the type of dude that may accidentally push her because <laughs> your temper got away from you. <laughs> it was aggressive. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. I doubt it. But. <laughs> Can't you censor stuff in posts? Like, believe out his name. Yeah, it's just so much work when I have to go do that. Like, that's why I used to hate when I was working at that other university and they would mention it while I was working there on the podcast and I got to find the time and go back to there to edit it out. And I'm going to start allowing niggas just to be saying all kind of crazy stuff and just post it. I mean, who cares now? You don't work there anymore. I'm just talking about moving forward, period. Oh. You say something crazy about your job and your boss. I'm a, actually, I'm going to save that clip and email it to your boss. Hey, man, yeah. Hey, your homegirl Boogie over here talking about you on this podcast. Oh, no. You're not going to catch me slipping. Nope. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not here to talk about work. No, no, no. I remember when we all used to get together from work because when you're in a town like Tallahassee, most of the people you're going to know is from work. And if anybody started talking about work, we used to have to take shots. You had to take a shot. We started talking about work. We oh, ain't wow. trying to. Cause that shit, they would get stressed out when they talk about work all the time. Like I ain't got, I ain't got time for that. That engine, they, you start off take one little question about work, then it turns into this and that, and now they've been talking for twenty minutes and they all get mad all over again while we just over here in the kitchen playing cards and drinking or something. I used to miss those socials that you had. The good chicken. I used to have chicken and liquor Saturdays like every other Saturday, and then they would get ratchet. Then it's all of a sudden a lot of weed and spades and Uno and. A lot of Crown Royal and Jacory would bring his. Uh, what did you always bring over? To drink, probably. Hennessy. Yeah. Was it always no? It was a. Uh, but what kind, was it like VSOP or something? Yeah. yeah. Regular. Was it? But was it? It was VS VSOP almost everything. Jacory a nigga though, so he bring over catfish and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he bring over catfish and Hennessy every day. <laughs> Hennessy. Now you, but you start drinking tequila and stuff too, right? I have a more refined palate, but at the time, that's all I knew. Are you still drinking wine? I remember when you was starting to drink wine. I'm still basic when it comes to wine. I'd st- I stick Moscato. to Moscato. I've dabbled more into like Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, okay. I can't fool with Moscato. Moscato is good. 
Now that I've had other Moscato usually is too sweet for me. I still like red Moscato. That's a little less sweet. Maybe Lauren is the youth over here drinking Moscato. That's like the first wine people in college start drinking, Most though. Most definitely. Pink Moscato. <laughs> yeah. Barefoot, barefoot Moscato, yep. I like a good Shiraz, Cab, Red Blend, Merlot. I can't do Red Blends. I don't like them. Really? Why? What? Can you figure out, like, what about them? They're either too sweet or very bitter. And, like, there's no in-between. Mm. I like bitter wine. But, like, Merlot's pretty bitter. I consider Merlot dry, not bitter. Okay, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I like, I can, I'll do bitter or dry. I just don't like sweet. So the only white wine I really ever do will be like Pinot Grigio because that's not really sweet. I like Pinot Grigio. Sometimes Sauvignon Blanc, that's not really sweet. Have, um, have you had Dark Horse wine? A lot of their wines are very good. They are. Yeah. Dark Horse is pretty good and it's a nice price too. Yeah. But also Trader Joe's wine is my shit though. <laughs> You had the bottle ready. <laughs> oh, I just finished it. I just finished it. Look at it. Oh, my goodness. At the, at the top of this podcast, I finished off the last of my uh, 1738. But that was... 1738. Uh, right. That was the last... Well, okay. So I keep... I have a bottle of Kraken, which I can't stand. No, you do not. Listen. I can drink. I can actually... That's, Kraken is the only sweet... I mean, the only... um. What kind of rum is that? A spice rum I can drink. No. I only drink the Kraken when I have nothing else because I hate it. Lauren, you don't like Kraken? It's so gross. It's so nasty. Wait a minute. Ain't that what you was drinking when you threw up on my couch? Oh, wow. Who? You. Nigga, who threw up on my couch? I did not throw up on your couch. I know. He knows who I'm talking to. That was was Jamaican rum. That was... um, What's the name of that Jamaican rum? That's uh, Appleton Estate or something? Oh, okay. Appleton Estate, yep. But no, um, because I he was also eating a a bucket of mashed potatoes with liquor. Yeah, yeah. and liver, liquor, no, ew, liver, ew. I'm like, yeah, you threw up. No, No, it was during a hurricane at that, and he was it was during a hurricane, and he just kept saying when they were saying they was gonna get Popeyes, he all he kept talking about make sure y'all get mashed potatoes, just make sure you get mashed potatoes. (laughs) And he was already drunk at this time, and they brought the food back. I don't remember seeing him eat the other food. I just remember seeing him eating the mashed potatoes, to be honest. Yeah, I was gone. Just gruff, killing it with a spoon. Then he went and knocked out and fell asleep through the whole hurricane, and then woke up and threw up. Oh, and my he, God. He fucked up, though, because when the power went out, he missed the whole storm. When the power went out, when it got all hot because the air went out, we're all up, stressed and stuff, and he's just back there and knocked out the entire Wait. night. He, then he wakes up like, what happened? No, look, I, I woke up when you weren't home. I, I was think, walking around the parking lot. Yeah, so I woke up. You were gone. Like, there was oh. no, my phone was dead. So I just changed my shirt and left. And then I texted you later. Yeah, and he texted me later and said, hey, let me know how much that will cost to fix your couch or get a new one. It was just a, a $100 futon that I had got from, uh, like, Target or Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Wow. Why did I say that? Target yeah. or Walmart. Why the hell did I say Baltimore? Baltimore. What the fuck is that? That's what they call the uh, Walmarts in Baltimore. Seymour. They call it Baltimore's. But uh, the good times. Oh, those. Damn, that was what, like seven years ago? That was 2016. It was 16? Yeah. That seemed like, it seems like yesterday, but it also seems like 20 years ago at the same time. It seemed like 20 years ago. <laughs> yes, that was what a time to be alive. Speaking of that, what's her name? Danelise was there. I just talked to her like last week or something. She's moving to. Baltimore? She's moving up north. I'm trying to go to Maryland, too, once I'm done here. Why? 
because it's a very liberal and educated area. PG County is the richest uh, black majority county in the country. And yeah, and the weather. I mean, I was going to say, like, you're trying to, you have family there, you're trying to get a job there. And the crime is relatively low in Maryland. Except, you, except Baltimore. But I was about to say, like, I was talking about Baltimore now. Like, I don't know. Like, you sure know, Maryland, Maryland is a good place where I, I, anyone I know that's from Maryland, I have family from there too. Everybody loves it, especially depending on what area you're in too. But I mean, not everybody's just, they ain't going to let your little riffraff into PG County, bro. They're going to find out you from Florida. Like, ooh. <laughs> that's why I just flashed my PhD, my diploma at them, and they'll let me in. Mm. Okay. All right, Dr. Clark, on that note, um, how's everybody doing today? Good. How's your, how has August treated you all? I told you this before on another podcast. August is like the most forgettable month to me because it's like the time in between summer and fall where I'm just waiting for the fall to start. Really? And see, September to me is the most forgettable. Low key, sometimes I get it. If your birthday's in this month, you go like, uh-uh. But January, kind of like. Yeah. You said you said that because my birthday is in January. You trying to you trying to no, set I'm up. not I'm not trying to disrespect your birthday. I'm just saying no, no, like no. outside of your birthday, do you really fuck with January? Yes, it's the start of the new year. I'm oh, sorry. but when I I'm said so... Monday is the start of a new week, y'all looked at me crazy. But now the start of a new year. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a different situation. The new year only comes every three sixty five days. You get to start a new week every every week. If so you're lucky, my weeks be lasting longer than y'all's because I'm in a different world. I'm I'm built different. Oh my gosh. What are you talking <laughs> about right now? I'm like, I'm hiding on it. It's not like, <laughs> so dude, I'm like, what is that about? So outside of your birthday, you January. really fuck with January. I would. It's a great month. What's three, okay, what's three dope things outside of your birthday about January? Depends on where you are, I think. Um, okay, I let's say you're living in Atlanta. Living in Atlanta? I've, that's tough for me because it's I've only been here for what two and a half years during a pandemic too and during a pandemic so I wasn't even here for one of those January that's tough that's tough Boston 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 um it's cold as shit cold. it is cold it is cold but it's like winter without the storms haven't fully hit yet at least from my experience so it's winter but you still have kind of like the winter wonderland experience um because my bad but because that's February when the like more winter stuff hits right it gets it gets crazy that's how that's how it is back home normally february is when it gets the coldest and the most snow yeah florida january is always the coldest month huh florida january is always the coldest month that's yeah, why coldest. he hates january so but when he says coldest it coldest it's 52 degrees outside well, I'm about 50, to hey, 52, 52 used to be cold to me i can't even knock that that used to be Anything below 65 was cold to me. Oh, well, in Atlanta, they, I mean, in Florida, they say anything below like 75 or 80 is cold to them. Below like 70 is cold. That's fair. Remember, I, we'd be in the office, Miss Jamar, it'd be 78 degrees outside. Miss Jamar got her heater going in the office, and it's like 70 degrees. What in the world? Yeah, she'd be bundled up, and it's 67 degrees, and she got the, the heater going and all that, her little space heater going. All right, I, so, huh? I know other people who do that who start the heater when it's like below 70. I'd be in there sweat like bruh. My air every night I go to bed, I turn my air down to 67 every night. You're nuts. Even in <laughs> no that's too cold. And I sleep with a fan directly in my face. Then you wonder why I got the sniffles. Right. In my apartment, but I can't handle like below 60 or not below 60, but below like 70, 69 outside. 
Nigga, I'm still wearing shorts in 69 degrees and a tank. I am not. I am not. (laughs) No. I'm wearing a tank back home when it's, let's say it's like January or February and we get that random day that it's like 54, 55 degrees. Niggas is at the car wash, washing their cars, people pulling the grill out, barbecuing. And we can't wait to do that because that's the first time it's been over probably 40 degrees in two months. Yeah. Low key, when it gets below 75, that's my signal that I can start wearing like long sleeves and (laughs) jackets and stuff. Also, because like especially in like places like Florida where you got humidity and stuff too, humidity. you don't you don't get a lot of chances to wear that warm weather stuff. So as soon as it's cold enough, we gotta pull the hoodies out, bro. We gotta pull this out. So I remember the students will come in my office. It's seventy four degrees, and they got hoodies and and uh, I'm sorry, not toboggans, uh, beanies or school caps, whatever y'all call them. We call them back home. We call them toboggans. What you put on your head? Um, call these skull caps. It's a beanie. It's called. I to say, I know, but we call them in Louisville. We call them beanies growing up. I didn't know people called them something different until I had moved to Florida. But like, I'll wear like a windbreaker from like October until like April. I'm just a hoodie person. I don't like jackets and coats and all of that. Like the hoodies, like even when it's really cold outside, I'll just put on a hoodie and then a jacket over the hoodie. I don't do coats and all that. I hate. I get hot easily too. So I'd rather. I'd rather be chilly or colder than hot and sweating and all that. I sweat easily too. So I don't like that. Yeah. That's that's, that's why I hope the woman I end up with likes it cold in the apartment. Cause we're going to have some battles if she likes it on like how some women be putting it. Like it's one girl I dated. She used to put it on 80 at night when we go to bed and I'm miserable. She over there just, and then she wants to cuddle too. 80 is a lot, but I definitely set mine to 72 before I go to sleep. Most definitely. I can understand. That's, I feel like that's average. Reasonable. Yeah, that's very reasonable. Okay, so you're talking about January. Let's go back to this. What's some other dope things about January in Boston, um, then? Well, okay. What did I say? The snow before it starts getting too blizzardy, right, is one thing. Um, and then also, I just, the start of the new year. I feel like that's, it's an amazing start to the new year, the month of January. That sounds um, magical. It is magical. It is magical. And then Martin Luther King Day is in January. Um, what else? NBA season is like hitting its stride, you know. Basketball. Yeah, that is when it picks up Martin Luther King Day. Basketball's picking up. Sports are like okay, you're doing, you're doing pretty good. Are, you're you're doing pretty in good in this. In January. You know what you're I'm doing, saying? You're doing pretty good in this little in this argument. That's pretty good. I didn't think about the basketball one. That is really good. There's also college basketball. And, That's when it starts picking up. Football, football is still going on in January. You know what I'm saying? But so, it's it's the playoff. It's the playoffs for football. College football's basically over by that time. Yeah. NFL's going into the playoffs. If it's not already in the playoffs, I think it's already in it. College basketball is really picking up in January because really you are up. you a month and a half away from March Madness. NBA when you get to right, MLK right. Day, that's when NBA that's starts when picking LeBron's up. LeBron's turning it on now. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a different. That's all. That's it. And then January seventh is my birthday. So see for me. For me, I think about growing up back home in Louisville. January is when, like, the snow is that slushy dirt. It's, like, nasty and dirty. And stuff. So the bottom of everybody's car is, like, dirty. Because the snow, like, it snowed, but then the snow just sits. It's so cold. The snow sits around for days and weeks at a time. And the bottom of everybody's car is dirty. By January, we're tired of the cold because it's been cold since November. We're just like, bro, will it please warm up by now? And for me, especially working in higher ed, I'm looking at it like, damn. These students about to come back now. 
So I'm thinking of that. But I do like the basketball argument. That was a good one that I wouldn't have even thought about, though, with January, because January and September are my least favorite months. And, you know, I'm trying to think. You said August is forgettable. Like, I don't dislike August, but low key, I don't like think, I don't think about August at all. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just the time in between summer and fall for me. It really is. It's that in between time. It's like maybe August is the sophomore year of the months now. Now I'm thinking about it. Because August, I really, because think about it, even during the school year, think about when you're in college and you get to like March. No one's thinking about back in August. August is forgetful. Yeah. No, I but I like, I like, I like when I'm in the middle of August. Like I like yeah. it that it, the small part, there's about a week or two that August is exciting because all the students are back. It's finally energy back on campus again. It's new energy. It's like, oh, it's alive again. But by the time it gets to September, I'm like, all right, I wish these kids would go back home now. I'm tired of this shit. Fuck them. But then you go to schools like Florida State where during the summer, it still feels like you're in a regular school year. It's so many people that stayed during the summer, it still feels pretty big. Like if you go into, bro, going to these different universities, you see almost everybody goes home for the summer. At least now in Florida State, if you're just, if you've only been in Florida State your entire college career or maybe or like when you was an undergrad and all that, for you, it's like, no, it's everybody's gone. But no, when you experience other schools, bruh, you experience other schools, especially when you get to, what was the like summer B or whatever it was called? Yeah, the second part of summer. The yeah. second part of summer when a lot like basically what's that like right after 4th of July, that second part of summer is when everybody, a lot of people start coming back if the students where I work saw that, they would be shocked. Like during the summer, all those people are here. Cause you know, where I'm at, it's a lot of international students. And a lot of the, most of the students don't even live in Georgia either. That's like true. they're all from all over the place. So a lot of them didn't go home for a lot of breaks. They probably only went home for Christmas and then summer. Like when you was there, Lauren, did yeah. you go home for like fall break and spring break? Did you go places during those times? When I was at Emory or when I was an undergrad? Thanks for thanks for saying the name of that place. Oh, sorry. Bleep that out. <laughs> My bad, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Anyways, I will but say- at either, at either place, because you was far from home at both places, but home. you was also an also, athlete at one place. Yeah, so. and I was also going to say that I think at places like bigger division one schools, so I won't say any names of places, whatever, um, it's common for- student athletes to be on campus almost all year round, depending on your sport, obviously. So if you went to a school that had like a major basketball team, major football team, they were most likely there in the summer. So you were always going to see students there. And as a result, I feel like a lot of other students who don't play sports want to be in the mix. And they're like, oh, you staying here? You know, you make, you make friends who are student athletes and in classes and you're like, oh, you're staying for the summer? I'll stay for the summer too. But yep. at my most recent place of study people were clearing the camp they were gone it was ghost I'm telling you it is dead ghost during the town. summer and yeah. it's not even because it's a pan because actually because of the pandemic more people end up staying because all the international yeah. students couldn't even go home so they right. stayed and it's still dead it is so empty but at places like even where i went at wku you're talking about like the athletes especially yeah. during the summer all the football players they pretty much have to be there during the summer right they, they're going to be there during the summer. I, a lot of the basketball players get a little bit more freedom uh, to go somewhere else for certain parts of the summer. But football players, I mean, that's when, like, camps are starting up and all of that. But then I'm at a school where there's no football team. 
<laughs> don't give a right. shit about basketball pretty much and or then, sports at all really or, or sports at all and then most of the uh population isn't even from georgia so they didn't so they really will stay here during like winter i mean during fall break they may go on a spring break trip but they don't go home for it then a lot of them will stay for thanksgiving as well because it's such a short uh such a short uh vacation or break <laughs> so for basically winter break they go home and then summer so, like, it's even hard for me to get a summer staff. When I was at Florida State, it was easy to get a summer staff every summer. It was always kids staying there because most of the people at Florida State are from Florida. I stayed pretty much every summer. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Damn. I, I, I went home my first two summers. And then I got an apartment and I was like, fuck this. I ain't never going home again. Like, I like having my own apartment because I hated going home for the summer. Like you during the school year, you have all your freedom. You do whatever the hell you want to do. And then I go home and my mama got all these rules and shit. So I'm like, I want to, I'm going to find me a place. Rent was only $3.19 a month. I could easily pay that off of my part-time jobs. And I have food stamps. I went home for like my whole first summer after my freshman year. And I was like, I will never do that again. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, I love and not so but look, Lauren, your experience was just so much different than us. Yeah, I didn't even so. have the option to there was no being home for the entire summer. I mean, like we we had like the first two weeks, two to three weeks to go home for the summer, but then you write back. So sometimes it was like, why even especially me living completely across the country from my family? I was like, sometimes I wouldn't even do that. Most summers I would just stay. I would just stay yeah. there until like the break between summer session and like the actual fall start of school, then I would go home for that. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you look at my student staff, they're all, they're from Delaware and Jersey and the Bronx and Korea and Japan and California, Denver, Kansas city. Like, and then I only have three people on my staff that's actually from Georgia. So they're all, all over the place. So they yeah, and then there, a lot of the international students they come by their self for orientation. They don't, their parents don't even come with them. They got to do everything on their own, which is crazy as hell to me. That would be scary as shit. That would be. So, oh, speaking of that, I saw your homegirl, uh, Manny, L Boogie. Who? Manny. Oh. I don't want to say, say her whole name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's she doing? I saw her today. She saw me. It was the first time I saw her today. And I will, will, and I turn around and she's had her big arms opening. She gave me, that hug felt really good that she gave me, actually. It was, a, it was like, it felt like, I'm like, damn, I'm, I think I may have needed this today. Like, Aww, this, this hug nice. felt, this hug, you know, she's the sweetest, and she might be she's the sweetest girl sweet I've ever met. I don't know if she's sweeter than the other young lady, your other homie that she used to work with all the time. Lame starts with a P. Yeah, yeah. Who's sweeter, bro? Like, I don't know who's sweeter between those two. That's a, Probably... That's a, I think the first one is probably slightly sweeter. Okay. Hella sweet. But yeah, Jacory, you would be confused at a school like this. Kind of like El Boogie was too. I was like, confused. <laughs> I was so confused. I was so confused. I said I'm really getting tired of the amount of people at the place where I work at. Well, we've been saying the name, whatever. So I feel like the next but job you're I, fine. You're not gonna say something crazy like I would say something crazy. So you're good. The next job I have, it has to be at a school, not not a school like yours necessarily, but it has to be at a smaller place where there just aren't as many people. I it's, feel you. It's overwhelming. It is like one of my students asked me today, it's like, do you miss being in Florida? And I was like, Yes. I was like, Yeah, I love Florida. They said, Do you want to go back? I said, I don't think I want to go back because I like living 
in the same city as my sister and being able to see my nephew grow up and being in Atlanta, I get to see more of my friends and family because this is a, it's right in the middle of the country. So a lot of people either have stopped here for flights, come here for conferences or it's Atlanta. So people come to Atlanta all the time. So I get to see more people in Florida. People have to be really intentional about coming to visit me because it was so much further from everybody. And then, but I, I had so much fun living in Florida. Like even if I was in Tallahassee, Tallahassee is a cooler city. Like I, I enjoyed it. Um, also, it might be it was a perfect storm of all of us that was cool with one another, and it was a lot of it's a lot of young people in their twenties and early thirties that worked there as well. So we all was cool outside of work. And then I'm that type of person that I bring a lot of different groups of people together as well. So all the pool parties and socials and barbecues I would have. So. I enjoyed it. And also, I miss that Florida sun, bro. Like, that sun. I mean, I don't know if I miss the humidity of the summer because people here be complaining. It's so hot. I'm like, I'm Because good. it is. But I'm because good because after being six years in that humidity, I'm good with this right here. Like, that, that shit there, when I would leave the house at 730 and you leave out the house and the heat just hits you in your face. And it's just like, God dang, your glasses fog up because it's so humid every time you walk outside. Like I would take my gym bag with me everywhere because I'm going to be sweating just walking from my car to the office. I'm drenched in sweat. So I kept pop powder and deodorant on me. Like I love that. I had a lot of fun in Florida. Like I wouldn't go back to working there though. Like, yeah, I like, I do see the differences of working at a very large institution, a state school, non-private school compared to working at a smaller private school where, there at Florida State, I let's say I had one job, but that one job entailed a lot of stuff, you know, like just doing reservations. I was doing a lot of reservations, right? But here, I have my one position, but I do like seven different jobs. At the smaller universities, you have to wear more hats. So it's harder to focus because you like there, I could focus on two things, maybe three. I'm doing seven or eight different things on a daily basis. So while the workload isn't as crazy, it's so many different things. It's like being in a house, you just started laundry. Oh, let me wash the dishes. Let me mop the floor. Oh, damn, I got to start dinner as well. Oh, man, I got to go get an oil change. It's like, God dang, I'm all over the place. So where I am now, I'm just always all over the place, especially when times are busy. But when, time, when times aren't busy, I'm chilling. Like when I be seeing them stressing, like oh, there's so much to do. I'm like, yeah, this really ain't that crazy y'all right every time you tell me about how your students complain about the stuff they have to do like i get so mad oh el but like bro she perfect example she was there and she knows how easy the job was the easiest job i've ever had and even and then life. think about post-pandemic how easier it got during the, after the pandemic hit we sat there we sat there for hours we like they, they have to go look, to un sit. unlock a door they have to unlock a door and and to turn on the screen, you got to tap it. And they complaining. Oh, I guess yes. I got to do this. Yes. Corey could give you some stories. All those tables we had to set out every summer for Seminole Discovery. Like, bro, it would be so every, it would be like every Tuesday and Thursday morning or something. And then they moved it to Monday through Thursdays. But they would have to come in every Tuesday and Thursday morning and set up for an event that started at 11 a.m. and set up like 70 tables and 140 chairs in that Florida heat. One day, my my shirt got so drenched with sweat, they had to give me another shirt so I could <laughs> my shift because I couldn't sit there in that shirt like that. And they were, and those was gray shirts. So you know how it is with sweat and gray shirts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, but they never complained about the job like that. Like, 
Did y'all? Y'all went like we was having fun though. And then like us pro staff will be out there helping y'all set up too. I mean, a few people did, but for the most part, it's like uh, this is what we signed up for. Yeah, and we didn't like the people that did complain. Then nobody paid them no attention. Didn't give a shit because they it wasn't that many of them. But then yeah. on your end, Lauren. Niggas be complaining all the time. Like this job's so about easy. the smallest things, especially when the pandemic hit and no one was on campus and we didn't even have events. And you were just like, you know, just do a round every now and then. People used to why, why? You're I gotta just, walk all the way over to Cox. Oh my god! Not doing anything else. What are you getting paid to sit? And I let them do their online classes while they was at work yeah. as well. We that was clutch. Bruh, Ja'Cory, literally think about your job except no events going on. None. That's the whole job, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yo. They be, I be letting, yes. they get to go and get something to eat and sit back behind her and eat and chill. They be watching movies. Taking naps. Like, under talking? the desk. Bro, like, how are y'all still complaining about this shit? Y'all don't do nothing. 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 One girl said last week she's going back to her other on-campus job because I asked for too much. And then she said, and then she told one of the students that I was strict. Yeah, no. Me Definitely. being strict, they're going to see strict this semester. When they come oh. back uh, about in two weeks, we got our back-to-school orientation slash training. Oh, they got <laughs> another thing coming. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, we have fun, but we have fun doing that job, too. I mean, though. Setting up outdoor events was a lot because you setting up spec for orientation stuff. I mean, that first though the back to school, um, whatever the fair was called, the first week of school that they would have the tabling fair outside, it, it took up an entire student union. Like it would be like a good 300 something tables set up. The involvement fair, yeah. The involvement here, we was basically setting up tables from like morning into the afternoon, all of us. So it would be like the whole team. It wouldn't just be the student staff. All of us is out there. Nah. And we wouldn't, We it would just be like, yeah, this is the job, whatever. And it'd be a lot of free food too. Nope. Remember when we'd have like spring fling and like the fall festival and like the whole courtyard inside and outside the union filled with tables. And we have to pick those all up in like one night. Well, not... <laughs> Always have to pick it up. And, and then Saturday morning. Yeah, but y'all would get, they would get a lot of the tables up that Friday night and then the rest Saturday morning they would get. And we, and even us pro staff would be there a little later helping with all of that. But they're, they'd be out there outside picking up stuff. Like our students here, they don't have to do any physical labor. None. None. They're, they're plugging up microphone. One of the kids text me Saturday morning, text me talking about, it was 7.30 in the morning. He called me, didn't text me. He called me 7.30, but you know, I'll be up. I'll be up. So yeah. he so he called me talking about, hey, uh, Will, where's the uh where's the uh the uh I'm like, what bruh? And he said, Where's the microphones for Harlan Cinema? I'm like, bro, you've been working for two months. <laughs> you don't know where the microphone it's in the podium. Which podium? Nigga, one There's podium only, for that room. There's only one. There were a few times where we we even had to stay overtime because like sometimes an event okay. wouldn't until like 10 30 or later. Lauren said nah, nah. no nope. <laughs> we'd be there till midnight cleaning up the ballrooms for an event the next day. one thing i will say the worst part about where i'm at now they schedule students we schedule students as early as 6 45 a.m they have to come at 6 45 in the morning all the way through midnight yeah so that's the one thing because y'all came in at 7 30 right seven it no, was seven it was like like 7 45 so it, sometimes 7.30, depending on what event was going on, but 7.45 most of the time. Yeah. So that big hour difference, 6.45, that's early, bro. It's different. And then certain people would have events, like when we did events pre-pandemic, 
starting at like seven. So we had to be there to set up at 645. And, uh, and I was, I legit just told him like one of the, one of my coworkers called me Friday. She called me and she said, Hey, I'm, I know you don't like answering your phone outside of work. And I was like, you know, come on, what's up now? Lauren probably knows who it is when I do that voice. But um, I was just wondering, there's an event in the morning and their event starts at eight. They just wonder if they can come in at 7.30. I said, well, the students aren't staffed until 7.30. So they can't come. I said, no, the students don't get there until 7.30. They got to open up the building. We can't get there. And these people are, and then, Ja'Cory, our building is swipe access. So be, so if you have a, a staff or a student ID, you can swipe to get in at any time. So the students got there at 7.30 and all of the students and those faculty members were standing in front of our ballrooms already waiting. It was like, are you guys going to open it? I told my oh. students when people do that, I told my students, well, we got to open the building. We'll be, we'll be done there in a second. I said, because if your reservation doesn't start till eight, don't expect to get in until eight o'clock. Yeah, but they will skip. But they will schedule events knowing that our staff doesn't get there until six forty-five and schedule it for seven a.m. right there. And if they schedule for seven, the people are going to get there at six forty-five. Right. So that's the that's the annoying part about the job. Everything else, they job easy as shit, man. Easy. And then they done all got raises and stuff, so they all making nine fifty oh, and ten dollars an hour. Must be nice. What did you get started out at? Five twenty-five. No, Guys, <laughs> get out of here. I'm kidding. I like to point out we're we're over an hour into the podcast and we haven't started talking about music. Wow. Uh, I don't know if we're really an hour in. No, we definitely are. We are for real. We for definitely sure. we definitely are. All right. Well, we're gonna take a break here. <laughs> we're, gonna we're, gonna, cut, we're gonna cut all that where we talk about our jobs. Nope, leaving that in. That was good conversation. The first right right after Lauren says my school name. That's where I started. Oh my goodness. That's where I started. Go ahead, Jacory. What was you saying? I was gonna say, everyone, welcome to the Chicken and Liquor Podcast. I'm your host, Jacory Clark. <laughs> um, we have our recurring guest, Will Thomas, and um, special guest, Lauren Spearman. We out here, uh, as Lauren likes to say, burr, burr, burr. Lauren be getting on the, Lauren, Lauren likes to talk, bro. You like to talk. I do not. I don't enjoy it. The Matter of fact, real quick, we'll get to it, oh, Jacob, but I was at work, Who I was talking about somebody with you, and we was talking about, like, they was talking about the people who they hate working with. And they said, because they, no, 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 they, no, keep listening. There's some other people they hate working with because they said, because I like working with people I can have a conversation with. Yeah. And they started naming the people. And then they named one of the dudes who used to work with who would go down all the conspiracy theories. Yep. And when him and Lauren would get together, he would bring Lauren into the conspiracy theory talk. And they just sitting there going for like two hours talking conspiracy theories and everything. But they mentioned. They mentioned it's like look, Lauren can have good conversation, which Lauren does. Lauren, Lauren will talk. I don't talk. I just know how to. I can carry on a conversation. Like I can. That's what I'm saying. I'm very good at getting other people to talk. That's that's bas- that's what I'm saying. You you're making it sound that, like I'm saying that, you talk too much or something. No, you're saying that I can talk, and I'm saying I think I'm good at having other people talk, like getting other people to. It's the same thing to me. That you're good in conversation. Okay. Are you not good in conversation, Lauren? No, I am. Oh, so you're not. Never mind. So you're not. 
Jakari, take it away. What's our next segment? <laughs> Jakari, do you think you're great in conversation? Next segment. It no, it depends. It depends on like what role I'm playing. Like if I'm at work and I'm like if I'm talking to a student or if it's like a random person talking to me or if it's like someone I know but I'm not really close to like that. Like all those factors play in. So whether you don't, I talk to everybody. Nah, nah, nah. It depends for me. <laughs> I talk to everybody at that moment. I never meet a stranger. I never meet a stranger. I'll talk to everybody, boy. I don't like because listen, I don't like I don't like people who like no matter where they go, they can always start a conversation with a stranger. I'm like, yo, why are you so friendly? You don't know this. Person. Will, Will, <laughs> pretty much. I'll talk to anybody. I don't trust people like that. <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> I never, I never trusted that nigga Will from the beginning. Anyway, right. Th that is true. Like with Jacory, if he like, he's one of those. If he knows you, he can really talk to you yeah. and stuff and all that. But I didn't talk don't to know you for like a year. Yeah, his Jacory's first year really, we didn't we barely talk. It was, but you know what, Jacory's first year, it really was supervisor and student staff. That was our relationship. <laughs> I don't even know how it. How did I don't even know how our relationship evolved to be honest. Like for me, it's like the longer I'm around someone, and like the longer I learn like how they are and like just how they move or whatever, then I'm more comfortable talking to them. So that's how it was with you. But how? What was? Can you remember a moment where it evolved to be like where we was becoming friends? Nah, not a specific moment. That's wow. I want because I met you your freshman year, the your second semester of your freshman year. You yeah. left that summer. You came back that fall. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure we still wasn't. I think we got close when it was something to do with probably like Jose or when Devin got there. And probably. Well, no, it, it was before Devin and Decorian got there and all them. So something to do with Jose. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> Jose. <laughs> yeah, but Decorian was, yeah, his first year I knew him. It was a supervisor and student staff. To be honest, when me and Lauren first met, we was already like we was like, Hold on, what you trying to say? I'm listening. I was just saying when we first met, we was already pretty cool. We was already having conversation. From from like your I I used to come in, I used to get the iPad, do my job, and I'd go sit over at the setup worker desk and not talk to nobody. That was literally, and he was bald back then. I wasn't bald. bald. I had a I had like a buzz cut. He had a very short cut. He was basically bald. And but oh. yeah, he, he would come in and work, he did his job. And so we had two desks. We had the welcome desk and then like the setup desk, basically like the PA desk for what, what it would be. Mm -hmm. And it sat across from the welcome desk. Excuse me. And he would stay over there. All the other students would come and talk to us and mess with us and tease us and joke around. And his first year and a half, he just stayed over there. And then somehow it gradually turned into him coming over and joking with us. Because but that first year and a half. Because I didn't trust you yet. I had to wait. <laughs> I didn't trust you yet. He was like, why this nigga joking with everybody? That's fair. That's <laughs> I'm like very a dog. Fair. I only come around people and I trust them. I'm like a dog. <laughs> I don't say much, but I understand looking at it. Exactly. I don't you know, what are you, a DMX verse? Fuck out of here. <laughs> Did, uh, didn't Beanie Siegel say that? Jay-Z said it. Oh, right, right, true. Yeah. Okay. I, but I said DMX because he was Dark Man X. Oh, you're right. Well, Dark Man X. Do not cross me on my podcast, Jacory. <laughs> if, if I said Dog Man X. Fight, fight. <laughs> but me and Jacory, Jacory's probably the closest person I got from the staff, though, to be honest. Yeah. You and a couple others, and like Janice has been on the podcast a couple times, and that's my yeah. homie. Then a couple others, but me and you more uh, consistent. Know that. Anywho, all right. So we're gonna play a game. 
Yes. I was going to ask you all about your hometown, but we took so much talking about other stuff. So we still have time. If we still have time at the end, we can go back around. Well, just so y'all know, I'm from West Orlando, Florida. West side. Okay. Um, I'm from Los Angeles, California. What part of LA though? Because some people be claiming LA and don't really be from LA. I'm from South Central Los Angeles. She's from Almeida. Okay. From where? Almeida. He said, okay. What did you say? Almeida? I I said Almeida. He's like, okay. What is that? No, I'm from South Central LA. For for Lauren and Will, have y'all seen the movie South Central? Yes. What? Hold on. Hold on. I I might have to look it up. Give me a second. Don't be drinking your juice and no. That's what? probably like the most underrated black classic movie is South Central. That, I would say that's the most under talked classic, like hood, especially hood movie. Like that's the most under talked about. People never bring that one up. Well, have, I have a theory. Have you seen the movie? Corey America- has a lot of theories, by the way. Have you seen American yeah. History X? What? Have I, uh, I'm trying in to think it. who's in that. What's um, it called? Edward, American History X. It's Edward Norton. He plays a white supremacist. I've seen, I've only seen bits and pieces. I've never seen it the whole way through. Okay, so this is more for the audience. I want y'all to think about this. American History X is just South Central, but the races are switched. Because think about it. I, I'm, so I'm going to give you a quick plot synopsis since you don't remember it. But South Central is a story about a gang member who goes to prison for murder. While he's in prison, he gets reformed. He comes out, he's a better person, and he tries to stop his son from joining the same gang he was a part of. American History X is about a white supremacist who goes to prison for murder. In prison, he gets reformed. He comes out a better person, and he tries to stop his younger brother from joining the same white supremacist gang he was a part of. Just Mm -hmm. think about that, audience. If you've seen both of these movies, just think about it and tell us what you think in the comments down below. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. <laughs> Put your YouTube influencer. In <laughs> if you like what you heard, press this button right here and subscribe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm While the they're first doing person. a dance, a TikTok dance. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm the first person to make that connection between those two movies. I've never heard anyone else say that. You possibly might be. You possibly. I've never uh, seen either, but they sound interesting. Lawrence from LA. It was a very good movie. I mean, American it's history is more known, but South Central, like I said. The most underrated black classic movie ever. So, Jacory, how do you think being from Orlando has like affected you or influenced who you are today? Like, what? Because like we know about like South Florida and all these different places, but and people know Orlando, but they never think they only think of tourist Orlando. You know, they only think about like Kissimmee. They think that when they're in Kissimmee, that they're in Orlando, and that's very different. So Lauren, yeah, yeah. just Kissimmee, that's where like all the, that's where Disney World and stuff is, if you wasn't sure. No, I, the, for the longest time, up until this point, I thought it was pronounced Kissimmee, Florida. Uh, mo- uh, most people do. Oh, most people. oh okay. <laughs> like people from Orlando, we usually say Kissimmee. Oh, okay. Yeah. When yeah. I first moved there, I was saying that same thing, Lauren, when I first got there, but okay. they got me together. They got me they, together. They got you right. All right. But yeah, so like people like, to me, like, South Florida is very distinct culture that is very well known. But then North Florida is a distinct culture too because that's North Florida is where it's like they're more country. That's where you might see outside of Tallahassee, you'll see a lot of Trump country flags and Confederate flags like outside of Tally. Outside of Gainesville too. Gainesville, Tallahassee, 
those are way more like democratic type of cities though. And that might also be because you have big universities in those cities as well. So like explain Orlando, how that has influenced you then. So I always tell people the Orlando that people vacation in and the Orlando that people <laughs> grow up in are two very different places, especially like being from the West side of Orlando where I'm from. So like some, you know, historical context, Orlando is a very segregated city like a lot of major cities in the South, like during Jim Crow, West Orlando was the black side of Orlando. Um, East Orlando was the white side and like black people couldn't cross from the West to the East. And there's actually still a road in Orlando called Division Avenue close to downtown. And the reason it's called that is because during Jim Crow, it divided the West and the East side and like black people couldn't cross that street after dark. So that's, you know, the historical context. So I'm from West Orlando and like a lot of people don't, I mean, now it's becoming more apparent because, like, we have a rap scene coming out of Orlando where, like, you see rappers from... Smiles and South Star, baby. What you know about that? I'm talking about about Nine. I know nothing about it. Wait a minute, Richard. Lauren, I think you may know the Smiles and South Star song. It came out in, like, 2002 Mm -mm. or something. It was a lot... No, you might know the song. You're not going to know their group's name. But look up Smiles and South Star as a black dude and an Asian dude, and that was the jam. My bad. Go ahead, Jacory. Miles and oh yeah, because now we have like a rap renaissance coming out of Orlando with like Glock Nine, Hot Boy. Um, oh, he I know he's from Orlando, Glock Nine. Yeah, Loose Cannon take off. Yeah, I could name a whole bunch of people, but um, like because of them, like they're making it more known, like the like what the West Side is like, and they're talking more about like the crime from Orlando and the gang scene and how all that is. So more people are like learning about that. And like, I think because of that, more people are thinking about Orlando as if we were part of South Florida when we're really Central Florida. Mm. But because like our culture is so similar to South Florida. Oh, so you would still say Orlando is very much similar to South Florida? In a lot of ways. It's still Central Florida. It's not South Florida. No, yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's very similar to Broward and parts of Miami. Oh, okay. Like culturally, culture-wise. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've learned more about, like, when I remember when I was on a visit, especially the time when I went there, and I think I picked you up from your house, and I was like, oh, I ain't never seen this part of yeah. Orlando, or even seeing, like, where Dan Elise lives, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is a different Orlando than I've seen before. Like, I have been to Orlando a bunch of times, but I didn't, and I went to actual Orlando, not just being in Kissimmee, but being down there, like, and then I actually went to the neighborhood neighborhoods, though, and not just going to downtown Orlando and all of that, like, like every city, you go into the actual neighborhood, it's just like, oh, this is what this city looks like. It's going to be the same thing for, like, like we talked about with LA. What'd you say? I was saying, no, like, if you've been to Orlando or for those who haven't, like, when you go from the west side to the east side, it's like night and day. It's too, it's yeah, like, well, that's what I'm saying. When you go into the neighborhood, you're like, okay, this is more what Orlando actually is when you see people's yeah, neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. Like, going to any city, like, when niggas go to Vegas, you pretty much go into the strip. And right. then when I went to like a friend's house and seeing neighborhoods, I'm like, oh, this is what the people who live here actually live like. Like, this is right. different. It's the same thing like in Louisville when people have been to Louisville. I think we even talked about this, Lauren, because you was just at like the where the hotels were or down on Fourth Street or Fourth something Street, like that. Yeah. In Fourth Street, that's just where like some bars are and they don't even really allow black people there anymore because they're so racist. So that's very different. Then when you get into the neighborhoods or where we actually go, it's like, oh, this is the actual city. So that's what I mean, like going to Orlando, like, oh, also Orlando has some actually very good Jamaican restaurants they as do. well. Yeah. And Orlando is, I think, top five in the country for the most Puerto Ricans in one city yeah. as well. 
Wow. Yeah, because we have like a, a very large Caribbean community in Orlando. So many Jamaicans, like so many Haitians. Like my high school was like 90% Haitian and it's a huge school. And like That's half crazy of the, too. That's I'm crazy. Like several neighborhoods are predominantly Haitian. Like you said, we have the largest Puerto Rican population in the state of Florida. I love Orlando. That's where I wanted to. When I was living in Tally, I thought that I was going to end up moving to Orlando. That's where I wanted to go. And when I heard people say Orlando, like they had a problem. I'm like, Orlando's dope. I think Orlando is a really cool city. It's expensive, though. It is. It, it is. I, I tell people downtown Orlando is the most slept on downtown area in Florida. Oh, downtown Orlando is dope. Like it's yeah. fun. It's so much to do. It's but like you're talking about the Caribbean. Like there's so many Caribbean day parties you could go to. Like it, Orlando's fun and it's a cool city. It's diverse. You got all the diversity that you would like. It's a it's a very cool city. You know, like I, I really I flex with Orlando. And I also I like it more than because like Miami, it just feels like everybody's in a rush, kind of like Atlanta, in a sense. Yeah. Where everybody's always in a rush. Everybody's trying to be on the scene. Everybody wants to be seen. And that's the annoying part of it. Like when people oh, think no. when people come visit Atlanta. They think they're thinking that I party on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesday. I'm like, bro, niggas go to yeah. work, bro. Fuck that. Niggas go to work and be tired, my nigga. Like, I don't know. Like, even like when you go to the turn up brunches, how often do you really go to a turn up brunch? That's every blue moon. Look at her. I go every week. Like, <laughs> no, like, I, I used I'm to talking go about turn up, turn up brunch, though. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's, it's not every weekend. You're not. You're not doing that every week. But it's also different for you. You're younger than me as well. So if you do that pretty more than me, that makes sense. Because I would have been doing that at 25 and 26. I was doing no, that. When I when I first got out here, it was an everyday, every weekend thing, for sure. <laughs> oh, every weekend thing, for sure. I don't know where I had the money for that, but it was... It right, was, like... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That little student, student center money, I guess, went straight to that. You figured um, it out. Straight to that, but yeah, no. No. You're right. Yeah, but I thought, like, I feel like, to be honest, I feel like I relate more to the Florida culture than I do Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like... Because we bred you. I mean, low-key, because that was me fresh out of college. That was me fresh yeah. out of college. I was just ready to just whatever, and I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Like, I like being in Florida. I didn't have to, like, being in Atlanta, you feel like you got to dress up all the time. You got to try to be seen all the time. I'm like, everywhere I went in Florida, tank tops. Everywhere yeah, I went, and everybody else was doing that. We're not like that down here. I didn't have to put on brunch boots and and, and fancy pants and leather pants everywhere I went. Oh, some, yeah. checkered, some checkered pants and a nice shirt and a chain. Like, basically like Chris. My brother Chris. <laughs> basically, like, everywhere he goes, he's always on. And that's cool. Like, and I'm, that's not a dish towards anybody who does it, but I just still don't feel like this is really me here to be honest like the florida vibe that's me it's more chill as well like you and people dance at the parties for like people are dancing having a good time depending on like you go to certain places here in atlanta niggas they just playing all the shoot em up music they playing all the drug dealers shoot em up music nigga like in florida they playing the vibes yeah. and stuff like, like people, actually, playing- people dance at parties here in, in florida mm-hmm which isn't like that used to be a more common thing, but across the country it's becoming less common. But down here, we're still big on dancing. One thing I appreciate about Florida is they will play music that came out in 2000 like it's brand new and like everybody it. goes and vibes like, and that Yo, was me. Like throughout, I went, I was an undergrad from like 2013 to 17. Like most of the stuff we played at like house parties and block parties and stuff, that stuff came out in 08. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. And then they throw in some 90s stuff in there that no one's heard outside of Florida. So, like, even Laura could have probably attested this. I'll be playing some Florida shit, and she would be like, what is this? Never heard. I'm like, but, what is happening right now? But every once in a while, she'd be like, I can fuck with this. The music, it's this. not terrible. The music you just never terrible. heard it, though. Yeah, it's just new to me. But Very it makes new. you want to dance, though. It's a, it's a different vibe. It's a different vibe from what uh, I'm used to. Lauren saw some more Florida-ish when we was at uh, our, our mutual friend, Marvell's. Oh, uh, yeah. He was having a party. Yeah. And it was a lot of people from Florida, oh from Florida God. State there. And when it really started grooving and they was playing all the, the BMA and all that Florida shit, oh, yeah. Lauren yeah. was like, what, what is happening here? Yeah, I, I think it's funny how you said that because we don't say it like that. Like, Well, I, I had to say it where everybody knows what I'm talking about. I know what you meant, but I don't know. Like, what would we call that? I think Actually, we would, what would y'all call that? We would just call it, I think, Jookin' Music. Yeah, okay, I've heard that. You're right. I've heard that one. Well, I, I, it was funny because I knew exactly what you meant, but like we never <laughs> called it that. And I was playing that one day. We was on the way home from brunch, and Lauren's just like, "What? Well, I can dig it. I just, what is happening though? I What's don't know going what on? it was. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of it's a lot of that sped up. They they up the tempo, raise the voices, speed it up, and people just dancing. That's the vibe. Niggas in tank tops chilling. For the listeners, follow the YouTube channel Fast Music 954. I think the original got deleted, so now it's like Fast Music 954 number two or something. Yep, because I was subscribed to the original one, and that ain't there no more. Yeah, so Fast Music 954 number two or Broward Funk, um, like those two YouTube channels, like that's where you can find all the sped up Florida music that we got. That's my shit, bro. But also, on the California side, Lauren, I listen to my California music, rap music, especially all the time. I look like it's a good for me, it's a good balance because a lot of the California is vibey and laid back. And I love vibes. Like, I just love the vibes. So it's vibes and laid back. And then Florida is vibes, but you grooving and dancing, though. Yeah. So it's both vibes, but it's just kind of different ends of it as well. Like, um, say what? No, I said, I said, yeah. Oh. I said, yeah. Yeah. I so agree. that's, I love. So, so we was talking about, like, me and Jacory talking about our favorite albums of the year. And I said, it's funny because three of my like top five, top 10 albums are Calif- uh, California rappers. What are, what are those albums? Uh, Vince Great. Staples. Yes. That one's dope. West Side Boogie. Okay. Have you listened to that? Parts of it. Um, of that, it. That's hella dope. Like both of those are really dope. Mm-hmm. And then Kamaya, I think she's from Oakland. She is. The Bay yeah. Area. Oh, I love Kamaya, which Oakland and Detroit are so freaking similar, which is crazy as hell. They're like brother and sister. And Detroit? Oakland and Detroit. If you look, really? look up the history of the two, because a lot of the people that was doing like Black Panthers in Oakland came from Detroit oh, as well. And then a lot of those families that it's just, it's the same way as when you look at people from Chicago in Chicago, they have a lot of Memphis, Arkansas, yeah, Mississippi yeah. background. So a lot of people in Oakland have Detroit backgrounds and stuff. Wow. What it's like also like in LA, it's a lot of Chicago. A lot of Chicago influence in LA, especially yep. when you start talking about like the gang influence in the city, mm-hmm. which is major, which is why when Jacoria said something about like that Orlando you see is not the same as like the Orlando that people actually live in. Los Angeles is the exact same way. And I've been trying to tell people this for years i'm like the, the thing you see on tv is not how real la people yeah. is not how real black people in la live it's, but i it's, feel like because of like west coast rap and like hood movies like that gang culture in la is so much more visible than a lot of other places most definitely because like, you have so many artists my bad go ahead 
Oh no, you go for it, go for it. You got I was it. gonna say you being visible, you have so many artists who have come from that area who paint a picture in their music of what their experiences are. And then they, and then in, especially in the 90s and early 2000s, it was so many movies from people that are from those areas making movies based on their experiences again about gang culture and all of that. So it becomes visible that we can understand it. It's not a lot of movies being made about Orlando gang culture. It's not a lot of movies about Atlanta gang culture and all of that. So I, I wonder though, I wonder this because I know growing up in LA, like you know what part of the city you're in is associated with, you know which gang it's associated yeah, yeah, with. And yeah. I'm wondering if, at least in my experience in Atlanta, it has not been that way. I can go anywhere and I don't, I don't feel. I, I, I it is, it is like that in Atlanta. When mm-hmm. you go, yes, when you go deeper into like Camp Creek, go deeper into Camp Creek, deeper really? into like the ungentrified Decatur, it becomes mm-hmm. more like that. Like, even if you just talk to like our mutual friend who we both know, a young lady who's from Atlanta, mm-hmm. just yeah. talking to her, you'll see there's a like, when I talk to my friends who are actually born and raised in Atlanta, not moved here in college or whatever, they've explained it is like that though. But you got to go into the actual, like, even if we we're in Atlanta and we know the regular Atlanta, not just the tourist spots. Yeah. But we don't know the growing up in Atlanta. And that's very different where those areas are like that, where they know there's certain areas that's attached with certain people or whatever. Not as much as it is like where you're from, where it's very distinct. It's very, where, and it's, and a lot of that and a lot of that more is based on colors as well. L.A. Yeah. is one of the few places where it's colors in the other places. It's like your your um, your gang, but not a color. It's the name of your your gang or whatnot of your crew but it's not based on colors though but like it, i feel like atlanta has a lot of like what i call name brand gangs like aren't there a whole lot of bloods in atlanta like yep. isn't Are there? and so and that's that's another part like yeah a lot some cities like atlanta and these other cities their gang culture originated from the cities where like the chicago's and the la's where it was a real thing there and they yeah, just kind of yeah. incorporate because even back home when i go home to louisville I remember when I went to college, there was a lot of Crips and Bloods and they used to fight all the time, but you could still tell that it wasn't the same authentic stuff that y'all, like if you right, grew up right, in LA right. had to go through, but it was a form of it that's evolved into these other cities. I mean, think about it. You have people like Chris Brown, who's out here saying he's a blood and like, that's <laughs> like, and obviously I'm not, obviously I'm not part of the gang culture and all that, but I know enough to know, like, it's crazy that you become famous and then all of a sudden you become a blood at 20 years old yeah. as a millionaire celebrity. Not that you grew up in this shit at 12, 13, I mean, 14. Loki, Loki. That's what Wayne did too. Mm. Oh, I, that's, I, ne- I remember I, you never heard Wayne start talking about the blood stuff until I swear it had to be like 05, 06. Yeah. But I also feel like, like some cities go through like evolutions. Cause like when I was growing up in Orlando, like when I was in middle school, like around 08 or 09, like we had those like people claiming Bloods and Crips, but now it's like every neighborhood is its own gang, and they're not like into the name brand stuff no more. Mm. Yeah, but also because all the gang stuff became so like a fad and so cool, like it's almost like gang stuff just became cool, like a T-shirt or tennis shoes could. And then the yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the younger ones, like especially y'all's generation, saw that shit on YouTube and it looked cool. Yeah, yeah. And niggas who would have never been involved with Crips and Bloods all of a sudden grow up and do that. Like you didn't like, when I was a kid, Crips and Bloods wasn't like up in New York like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure there was some up there, but it wasn't like how it is now where people are really killing each other over that. I do remember though, when I was in middle school at a point in time, 
Crips and Bloods became a big thing when I was in middle school. And then where I lived in the West End, niggas was really killing each other. And I just remember thinking, and I had to be like 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, but I still was thinking like, this is crazy. I only saw this in the movies, in West Coast movies. And then all of a sudden, there's Crips and stuff down the street from me. And I like when I when I got to college, they was getting in fights at parties. Like niggas from that, I remember it was all these niggas from Nashville that was repping Crip. And then all these niggas from Louisville that was repping blood, which to me was also another weird thing because you're in college. Yeah. Like you're you know, you're trying to make yourself better, but yet you're still at a college party getting in fights over Crips and Bloods. And really, what are you fighting over, my nigga? Like, you know, like <laughs> <I> don't know. <laughs> like, well, what the fuck are y'all doing? So that's I what I meant to take it all the way back around about the visible shit. In like oh six, like whenever Nas dropped Hip Hop is dead, like there are a couple songs on the album where he makes where he makes fun of like New Yorkers for claiming Crip and Blood, saying like that's a Cali thing, that's an LA thing, like let them have that. And now New York is like the blood capital of the world. Which is crazy. Like that shit's crazy as hell. Like they even they didn't gentrified gang culture, bro. And it's not even the white people that did it. The black folk gentrified black. gang culture. That shit's wild as I would never be able to understand gang culture because obviously I'm not a part of that life. It just seems so crazy to be killing people over that. But over colors and things like but it, it's deeper than that to them it's yeah like yeah. i think about that all the time now with like chicago like because a lot of the rappers i listen to now are from chicago and they're in that lifestyle so like i listen to a lot of chicago drill mm-hmm. where like very disrespectful and like they name people that they've killed and stuff like that i'm yeah, like no, that's next level that's crazy yo like there has to be an end to this like are y'all gonna do this for like for the rest of your lives like i it's hard for me to understand but at the same time it's like like I kind of get it because that's all they know. It's, it's like they've never they've never been shown. And they're, and they're not thinking like two and three years, four or five years from now. They're thinking right now what's going on. And now social media has just made it worse, which it's crazy as hell to think that people are posting the videos of them beating a nigga up or holding him hostage because he's in another gang or something. Like you're posting evidence of the crimes you're committing. But like that's it. just like that's another thing that confuses me about drill it's like they're naming the people they murdered as if the police can't listen to these songs and that's why when all these rappers are talking about they shouldn't be using our music against us in court but so if they should be and you're saying this is all entertainment then why are you lying in your music saying that you're doing something you're not like right and then they say well they don't use r&b music or country music. who the fuck is in r&b music or country music talking about people they killed no one like, because like, that's the whole thing now with, like, Young Thug and Gunner and all of them. No, first of all, side note. Uh-uh. The other day, what's his name? Fucking 21 Savage posted, because it's been a lot of shit going on in Atlanta. I saw that. Right? I saw that. I, I, he's yeah. talking about, we got to put the guns down, stop being violent, blah, blah, blah. Nigga, you encourage this in your music like crazy. And yep. no matter what, you have niggas that look up to your music and want to do what you're talking about. Like, And that's why you have the Snoop Dogs and Jay-Z's, like, I'm like, I don't regret who I was, but I'm never going to make, I would never make that music ever again. I don't want to encourage that anymore. Mm-hmm. But the young niggas, they don't give a fucking shit. Bro. Yo, like Loki, I respect 21 for saying like, yo, they should stop the violence in Atlanta. But at the same time, he said like, I've never glorified violence in my music. I'm like, yes, you do. Like, you yes, literally you do. do. You still do. Not And, and like, it's not like you, it's not like you was doing this three years ago and you changed who you are. You right. still do. Like, if you listen to 10 Freaky Girls, it's like, yo, he's bragging about this stuff. Like, 
I love that song. <laughs> right, and as well, because I love the songs like when you out somewhere listening, you be jamming. And right. for me, but for someone like me, I'm not thinking the I'm not thinking about the violence. This, the violence is not making me want to go do anything crazy. For me, I can listen to this music and make it seem like it's a movie. It's a fictional yeah, yeah, yeah. piece of art. Yeah. But all these young gang niggas, all these niggas that's really in the streets, they hear that and think that's how you get respect. Like you talking about the Chicago drill where they name niggas that they killing. That's the craziest thing in the world that they are naming these niggas. And that just encourages more violence because if you get on a song and name somebody that you kill, then that other nigga here, let's go kill this nigga. And then he gonna make a song after he kills you. And then the cycle just keeps going and going and going. And so before like the rappers, the old, the OGs, like the old LA rappers, the Snoop Dogs of the world, Corrupt, Ice-T, whatever, they was talking about their experiences and yeah. not like they was talking about their experiences and not wanting to keep doing it and encouraging it. They're just painting a picture. But now the rappers, now they hear it. It's like they're doing it to show and prove, to show you, hey, I can do this shit. Snoop Dogg wasn't trying to prove anything to y'all niggas. Might have, he well, had done, he, he did that before he was a rapper. Right. Now, niggas, now niggas are doing it after they become a rapper. Which is fake. <laughs> right. Aren't you becoming a rapper to not do that shit? Exactly. And then you have all these little suburban kids and white kids, like he the realest one in it. Nigga, get the but also like like part of me even understands that part too. Cause if like if these are your brothers, like if this is your family coming up, like I can understand, you know, when you get famous and you can start getting money, like you want to use that to support them and help them. But I feel like they just don't know the right way to do that yeah. because they're still encouraging them to commit all these crimes instead of like putting them onto other stuff or giving them jobs to where they don't have to do that stuff no more. Mm. Hey, man, it's a crazy fucking world, bro. It is. All right, well, we'll be right back, and then we'll finally get into... <laughs> I was going to say the trivia, or the... What are we doing? <laughs> Music trivia? Well, yeah, uh, I mean, you, you started that by saying, I'm not going to ask you about your hometowns right now. Because all right, we'll be right back. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> 